I'm Arlen Hamilton, and this is Your First Million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund Backstage Capital from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. I created this podcast so I could tell you my story and so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. This episode is brought to you by Digital Ocean. Let's go. Okay, so what can I tell you about this next guest? I can tell you that I'm blushing right now. I can tell you that much. Anna Eichenauer. I call her Anna because I'm Texan and American, but her name is Anna Eichenauer. And some of you may know this, and a lot of you may not, that she is my fiance. We're going to get married very soon. And maybe you're listening to this after we've been married. Very excited about that. And I have her on the show, not because of nepotism, but because she is really inspirational and really talented. And yeah, I just wanted, I wanted more people to hear about what she has to offer at this uh, period in time. She's reached two and a half million views on YouTube across her videos. Um, and I think it's actually more, I think after we recorded this in Munich, while we were together in Munich recently, I think she realized that she actually almost or had passed the three million mark. She's just, I don't know, I, I think I could probably talk about this for a long time. She's also the main producer of this podcast that you're listening to, um, along with uh, senior producer Brian Lander. She is the producer. So I get to work with my dear friend and my partner on this um, labor of love that we call Your First Million. And now I get to interview her. I get to have her on the show. So we've already done the interview. We did it in Munich, as I said. Anna's like super, super low key too. So she, <laughs> she's German. I mean, I'm just, you know, put that out there. Queer German girl on Twitter and Instagram. She's German. So she has this like, a lot of Germans have this sort of really even keel temperament and you don't really know, like I'll just talk about Anna, so I won't talk so broadly about Germans, but with Anna, you don't really know if she's stoked about something. And I, I've learned her, um, her language, her body language and her, her expression, right? So if she says something is good, it's great. If she says something is okay, it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, so she, she gets excited or she laughs or something. It's like, oh boy, I've really struck, struck gold. So, um, you know, listening and yes, I fangirl over her a little bit because she is adorable. What are you going to do? But you really, I mean, I love this one because we talk about, we're not talking about money. Anna is a, she calls herself a starving artist, kind of that world. She's, she's a minimalist. 
She um, has not yet made her first million dollars, but she has reached her first million in, in streams of her videos from her talent. And I know so many people can relate to that who are on YouTube or other platforms who have reached their first million there or who are aspiring to do so. And she, this interview, she gets very real about um, criticisms that she has for YouTube. It comes from a place of love, I think, because it's, it's almost like a family member to her at this point. It's something that she knows could do better for its customers. And I think it's really, it gets really interesting. So stick around have a listen if for no other reason than to have listened to me fangirl over my fiance who i adore and um i mean we're, we're adorable what are you gonna do we can't help it <laughs> all right uh this is anna my name is anna eichenauer and i'm a writer composer and actor most of the time <laughs> and Anna, we're going to talk to you today in, where are we? Oh, we're in Munich, or as we say, Mun <laughs> I can say it, München. 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 Yeah, very good. We're in München. Munich, Germany, Deutschland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we're talking to you today because you have reached an interesting milestone on YouTube. You have reached... How many views across the videos that you've posted? Um, I know it's more than 2.5 million. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about your first million, getting to that point. So as a, um, I don't usually describe the people that I uh, interview, but in this case, I'd have to say that you look adorable today. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your outfit. Thank you. It's very, very flattering. Thank you. And I was hoping you'd go on a date with me soon. It's very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the last episode. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I, it may be inappropriate, but it's very true. So it's worth it. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Well, you talk to Melaris. Tell me about your fiancé. Mm-hmm. Or depending on when this is, tell me about your wife. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Oh, Arlen. Her, her name is Arlen. I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. Um, She's a pill, isn't she? <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but <laughs> people who are listening will know and agree. <laughs> <laughs> She's something. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh yeah, for sure. In a good way. Okay. 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 Good, good. <laughs> well, so honestly, no, I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you because um, I love talking to you about your your lane. And the thing is you have st a stacked lane because you don't just do one thing. Like so when someone asks me, what what does Anna do? Um, you also don't know. I also don't know exactly what to say. But I, I do start off, I say, well, she's a composer. I say composer first yeah. just because it feels very natural. And I, I love your, your work there. Thank you. She's a writer because you are now an award-winning writer. You won. What mm -hmm. award did you win? I won the best short screenplay at the Women in Horror, F Horror Film Festival. Yeah, that was really cool. And I was there. So yeah, exciting that to was watch amazing. It. it was so cool to be there. And they before the, before the award show, they did a live reading of your script and that was really cool that was really they acted cool. it out and it was just you know very talented uh actors and then there was the award show and did you think did you like 
percentage wise, what what did you think your? I mean, literally, we know what your chances were because there were a certain number of people. But <laughs> what did you think your chances were winning? Yeah, honestly, like okay, so there were five scripts, and I don't think I would have ex- estimated higher than twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. So when they said your name, what happened inside? I mean, <laughs> so truthfully, the so other favorites were called out before because they got like honorable mention awards. Yeah, and then then my chance suddenly was That's much right. higher. So they did it back. They said, you know, honorable honorable mention <laughs> and then was the one up. that yeah. you thought was exactly. going to win. Yeah. So you're like, wait a minute, yeah. what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or did you think, well, then that means that maybe someone else just got it? I mean, it really like made me scratch my head a little bit in that moment <laughs> because I'm like, what? What's happening right now? Uh, I, I didn't really get it. Was yeah. it surreal? Oh yeah, absolutely. That was cool. Yeah. And, then you, and then you jumped up because we were like in the middle. You jumped we were up, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And that was just so fun. I started recording immediately. I became I became someone I never recognized, <laughs> which was like this this uh, very proud uh, fiance, I guess. I guess Aww. was it. Yeah, you were so sweet. Yeah, it was just and really supportive, nice. and it was so great to be with you there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was you so were cool. cute there too. <laughs> I enjoyed your outfits there, too. Uh, okay, so we go back. So I say that you're a composer, and then I say that you're a writer, and then I say you're an actor, because you have acted in some of the pieces that you've written or directed, and then I say you're a director, oh, yeah. because you are all of these things. And so how do you... We're going to talk about the decision to go on on YouTube, and then how you got to your first million um, views, and what time period, and all that. Yeah. But first, how did you? How do you look at what it is you do? Like, do you think of yourself as just someone who? Um, some people might think, oh, that she just has a lot of interests and she just hasn't made up her mind. But I, I know for a fact that you don't look at it like that. You kind of look at them as all of your your talents. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's the thing. Like I. Uh... I used to think I need to pick a thing and mm-hmm. I, I really try to nail it down to like one or two things for like 10 years or something. And uh, like a couple of years ago, I just realized like, no, nope, I want to do them all. Yeah. So yeah, I might have all kinds of interests, but it's like, I don't know, they all matter to me. And that's why I don't... I can't pick. And it's like also, it's not about the medium itself, I guess. I guess some people can say, oh, I make films or something, or I make music or something. And I could never identify as any of that. Like, I don't really fully identify as filmmaker or composer or writer or actor. Like, whenever I try that, I get bored. (laughs) And I get like, um, I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm not that really. Like, it's just a feeling. Like, I look at other other actors or other filmmakers or other composers, musicians, and I'm like, I'm not really You that. don't identify those, yeah. those labels. Yeah. So you just think of yourself as like a multidimensional, multi-talented person who's also figuring it out, figuring out what you like and being drawn towards things at different parts of your life. Because yeah. there was a time where you were all in on 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 musicianship you were yeah. writing music totally. composing music you had a a, a stage name like a stage yeah. persona totally. all of that and then there was a time when i started like when i we were getting to know each other yeah. what i how i knew you was as a youtuber yeah totally you were, you were analyzing 
uh, pop culture, mm-hmm. and I, which was, by the way, go see these videos. Let's talk about that a little <laughs> bit, too, because that, I mean, honestly, that's where I got my first crush on you, yeah. was watching these videos, because you were so, it was so intelligent and clever mm-hmm. and funny, yeah. and then it was just, like, so unassuming as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you kind of hacked your way into these videos, because you didn't have a big budget. You didn't even, a lot of the times, have anyone else working with you. Mm-hmm. It was, like, an idea that you had, and then you p- posted it. So, let's talk about that a little bit. You have more than 2.5 million views across these videos. First, tell us a little bit about what these videos are. Um, so these, these videos are a mixture, I would say. I started out with recording a few, I would say, sketches, like, like com- comedy videos. Like, I did a few of them, and then I also did, like, yeah, like you said, pop culture analysis. It was a lot of... TV stuff. I was really, really into TV back then and TV series, and I was kind of my life, kind of. Mm. And I thought it would be fun to do that. I know. I just I felt like every TV show I'm lear- I'm learning so much, mm. and I just wanted to celebrate that. And then uh, later, I first of first I really started um, with all kinds of shows that I liked, and I. I narrowed it down a little bit more to LGBT, not LGBT shows really, but shows that have LGBT representation, which is, by the way, more and more shows that became more and more shows every year, actually, which was really cool. Based on a lot of the work that was done before me and before you, yeah, that was that it's more the norm, quote unquote, and you had more to look at than you would have 15, 20 years ago. So those shows were like Orange is the New Black, yeah. even in even Walking Dead, even because Walking it had, Dead had a storyline yeah. that you did a great job on. So what you would do, like for instance, I would imagine that this one got a lot of hits. You can tell me if you remember the Orange is the New Black pilot mm-hmm. breakdown. So yeah. you took while it was happening, mm-hmm. and Orange is the New Black when it came out was just such a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You then took that video and broke down your thoughts on it mm-hmm. as if it were like. Um, a college thesis you know it was just really really smart and it was flattering and mostly because you had you held it in such high regard i mm-hmm. think it, that's why it came across but you weren't afraid if there was something that was a little off or something that you were going to call out to mm-hmm. and so it i hope that some of the people who put that show together see it or have mm-hmm. seen it because it's it's actually really cool talk about that decision to do that particular one. And do you know how many views it's got? Probably not that many, honestly. Yeah. What would you um, say is not that many? Like 10,000 or something? Yeah. 10,000. Maybe less. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, how much time did it take you to do that? These types of video- videos took like, I'd say at least mm, 20 hours to make, at least. 20 hours. But often like they took more. hours. Yeah. So what was the decision process there? And what did you want to, what did you want to get across when you did that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to learn. I think that's the thing. I wanted to learn how to, I guess I was fascinated with writing and TV writing and storylines. And I also really um, felt, so back then I felt like there wasn't as much um, conversation about TV shows as it is, as there is now. Um, there were certain corners on the internet where you could find that, but I felt like that wasn't enough and I wanted to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, let's break this show down. That is really, really amazing. With analyzing it, I always wanted to add to it. Mm. Like, 
For example, I don't enjoy reviews as much. It's not about my opinion or something. I just want to like open like perspectives or something mm -hmm. like. Um, I mean, one way to think about it actually is if anyone has ever used Cliff Notes mm -hmm. while they're in high school or college, you yeah. read you read this really wonderful story. And then you have someone kind of breaking it down for you as you go along and kind of more layman's terms, but also adding critical thinking to it. Could you add more? Because a one-hour show is not going to be able to, you know, stop film and say, hey, what do you think of what she just said? And how yeah, does that make you right. feel? <laughs> but you can by uh, – so I thought of it as a Cliff Notes mm. type of situation, oh, yeah. which was uh, – which seems like what you were going for. So that's that's good. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know the term Cliff Notes from, like – Germany, yeah. but like I, oh, well, I know what, I understand what, what you mean. What would Cliff be called in German? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Cliff, probably. Cliff -ton. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Every time I speak in German, I'm really angry. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I confirm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, so what year would that have been? Do you think the when that I you, made the video? When you made the video, that and was it online. 2014. I 2014. Think? Mm -hmm. Five years ago, uh, as of now. When you put when you uploaded that, mm -hmm. had you had a lot of views on videos already? Where was that in that process? Do you think it was early on in the early process? On. Actually, yeah. yeah. And what what was your best case? Like, what were you hoping would happen that people would watch it, and then what? Actually, um, back then my thinking was I'm gonna have this channel where I analyze pop culture, and that's gonna be uh, get me all the attention <laughs> of all the LGBT community yeah at least the people who like tv yes <laughs> as much as i do and well then, it got my attention and i'm, I'm definitely part of the lgbt <laughs> community who likes television and then i want to do my own stuff yeah yeah so almost like as a marketing tool right so you meant that you would put that out but you yeah. also knew you were going to be writing and my own producing stuff. your own yeah, material exactly and that could bring people to it well you you did produce some of your own material it's talk true. about that talk about a couple of those that you put out Back then or nowadays? Well, let's start with back then. What, what were the first couple? Because that would have been when we were starting to talk too. So right. it was just, it was I'm just such a fan much girl. June, June, uh, five years ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did some, yeah, as I said, like sketches that were like really short, like comedy videos. It was yeah. like mostly like lesbian themed. Yeah. Um, Those darn lesbians. <laughs> Yeah. So you always I mean, have that's that. easy to make. That's exactly. You always have that material to pull from. Yeah. <laughs> we love you so much. Don't worry about it. We love you, lesbians. I like, I most like making fun of what I am, kind of, yeah. or the people who are surrounding me, not just like of like some like foreign concept. That yeah, I, making yeah. fun. You're not, you're not a bully. You're definitely a um, uh, kind hearted person. <laughs> so I, I, it, I never see offense. Yeah. As your intention, it's it's just kind of like ribbing, good good natured ribbing of what you are, how you identify, or people you around you. Yeah, exactly what you just said. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, how, good that's to how hear. it comes across. Good to hear. So then, a little bit later, you still did your own material, but you kind of got it's it started to evolve in a way that you could do like even down to like the equipment you use and like the p bringing people in to have different roles. Yeah. What I'm trying to do now is get us to the point of like getting you closer to the million views first did you did you know when that happened were you were you paying attention it might have been like uh end of the second year maybe yeah yeah something uh, like of, that. The, of doing this yeah so some, like, so one and a half years later after starting so yeah. you started on youtube you opened the account mm -hmm. and about 
18 months or so later, yeah, you would I hit the so. million mark. Not exactly, but yeah. that's you would be willing to bet on that yeah. somewhere before the two-year mark. Mm-hmm. And so that is probably going to be helpful to a lot of people thinking about it because I know some people go online or they start things like open up an account, Instagram or whatever they're trying to do, and they do it for like two months and yeah. they're mad because they only have five likes. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? P- yeah, I see that a lot because I also had a blog or have a blog about YouTube. And the thing is, like, I talk to a lot of beginner YouTubers, let's say like that, who are just starting out. And they don't think they're just starting out because they've already done it for three months. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they're so impatient and I get it. Like, I was impatient too back then. And the thing is, like, in the beginning, you just want to know if it works. Will it work? Will I get views with this? Or am I just talking into a void because if I'm just talking into a void and these videos take 20 hours to make, then what am I even doing? And the YouTube algorithm is really um, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've talked to YouTube before. You've, you've counseled them a little bit. So, I mean, when you say terrible, what do you mean? How could it be better? It, it's like its own monster <laughs> yeah. that's evolving in ways. And we've seen this like proven, like, several times over the last couple of years that it's developing in a direction where it's almost like YouTube doesn't have control over it anymore mm. or they figure it out way too late or um, until you, the damage is done, basically. Is uh, it hard to find what you're looking for when you're on YouTube? Is that what you mean? Or when you say algorithms, is it, is it not? YouTube has always like a thing it likes and it's really hard to know why or what's like the thing of today like what's the if you are someone on youtube like a youtuber and you have a little bit of a formula that's good for you like i want to put these certain uh videos out every thursday and i'm going the first thing i'm going to do is put it on my website and then i'm going to put it on twitter etc no matter how often you do that youtube isn't necessarily going to conform and and give you predictable results exactly and also it's not quality that matters as much, unfortunately, as it. the thing that matters the most is watch time. And watch time isn't really indicative of the quality of a video, especially watch time to YouTube means not just the watch time on your video, but how many other videos that the viewer um, view after um, they watched your video. And so it's like this thing that you can't really influence but at the same time you have to deal with it because that's the you platform. have to deal with it yeah, yeah. you have to deal so with it so what do you recommend to people then who are either already started on youtube like they do have a passion for it it's exciting to them they're trying to get more views yeah this is the reality what's in it for them why should so, they continue to do it uh i so i can't say that um because i'm very skeptical now but like i feel like if you have a thing that you do consistently, if you have this one thing you like doing and you have one channel for it, that's going to be good because YouTube likes if your subscribers check out your video, they watch it. You do another video, they watch it. But as soon as you like have d- different things you do, um, YouTube is not going to like that because if only some of your subscribers watch your content, YouTube will take that as a negative sign and actually punish you like your next video for it. Mm. So 
don't have multiple interests on YouTube, I guess. I mean, that's that's it sounds pretty harsh, but it's a, it's really good uh, information because yeah. if you're someone who wants to start on YouTube or it's already on it and you're trying to figure out why am I not why is this not working? Why are people not watching? Maybe it is that you are too spread out. You have too many interests. You need to focus a little bit more on on what you're doing. You said you had a YouTube website. Yeah. Tell me, what is that website and what pe- what can people learn there? It's called whyvideosgreat.com. And it's um, general advice about creating videos and also a little bit of equipment ad- advice mm-hmm. um, for people who are starting out. And it's whyvideoisgreat.com. Yes. Cool. So check that out. Um, it also sounds to me, and I am just one person in this world, but it sounds to me that YouTube executives need to be having a sit down with uh, my fiance. <laughs> with or, a lot of YouTubers, honestly. <laughs> I wish out. they did that. So they should, do they, they don't have like round tables with the influencers that make their site, their site? I think one of the main complaint is like that they're not communicating em- um, enough or not mm. talking enough yeah that they're like this faceless company like google yeah well they are google yeah exactly yeah yeah youtube is not different from google it's just like oh here's the youtube machine and either our algorithm works for you or it doesn't and they have the opportunity to like they could change course right they what would be the but first they don't want to <laughs> well let's say they want to let's say that they they hear this and they want to. What would yeah. be the fir- what would be the first thing? And I don't want. I know that your time is valuable and your information is valuable, so I will not <laughs> ask you to give away all the secret sauce. But oh, as no. someone who's a YouTuber, what would be the first ask? Yeah, um, listen to more YouTubers and listen to all the small YouTubers and the big YouTubers and the minority YouTubers. And for example, LGBT YouTubers had have had this issue that they're content is getting demonetized because it says something like they have something about trans people and that's demonetized because for some people apparently that's offensive or something yeah at the same time um a lot of hate speech is actually staying up there so there are actually hurdles to some people on youtube and just in general understand better like talk to people who do all kinds of things who are not the typical YouTubers because YouTube is not just vlogging. YouTube is not just some teenagers talking to a camera, even though that's very valid, but it's not all there is. So not everything should be targeted towards a certain person. That's actually, I think that would be the strength of YouTube. If you want to have all this diverse content, why don't you build a platform that helps all this diverse content flourish mm. i mean youtube you just got like i don't know a free lesson here <laughs> it sounds great to me and it sounds very logical and um i feel and you feel like they could change course and, and do oh, this yeah. if they wanted to yeah, if absolutely. they put more of, i mean there has to be there have to be some people there who want to. Oh, yeah. You know, there's always in an organization, and we talk to them all the time, there have to be people who want to. Mm-hmm. It just has to be as high-ranking as possible for it to actually get done. Yeah. And it has to somehow make them understand. Because Google and YouTube are just such huge companies. Oh, yeah. They probably, you know, if it's not getting changed, they probably feel like, hey, if we don't change it, we're still going to be fine. You know, it's all good. So that, just like a... a that's not the case in, in film and 
television, we know that if you stay the same way, it's not gonna you're not gonna keep up with an other business. It's the same way here. Mm-hmm. At some point, they'll get it. They have the opportunity. It sounds like to get it sooner than mm-hmm. later. Oh yeah. And there'll be people waiting with open arms too. Exactly. People who want it to work. Yeah. Who will give information? Who wanted it to work for years, and there are a lot of people who they've made it made it work for themselves. But it's almost like there's too much. Um, it's too hard for even them. And there's so many people who create such great content, and I wish they would get the support and the system that works for them. Yeah, yeah. As we start to wind down, we talked a lot about how it's kind of unpredictable yeah. how YouTube is going to work. So if anyone is listening who's trying to get some sort of secret code or secret sauce to reaching a million views, if that's yeah. their goal, that might be almost impossible to give someone. But are there some small hacks, some small things that you could do to make sure that their video, because you have videos that have had anywhere from a thousand and some that have made it a half a million views. You put probably the same amount of energy into mm-hmm. all of them, right? Is that, yeah, yeah. so you True. put this, that's so interesting. So by looking at those, have you said to yourself, oh, okay, when I make the thumbnail a certain way, or, yeah. the, or are there any little hacks? And from a 101 perspective, someone who's just starting out, maybe it's something that you already get, but. Find out what's popular, understand why it's popular. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, if you want the views, then you have to imitate a little bit I mean, imitation, like in a good way, obviously, like bring all your creative spirits into that, but imitate like formats and stuff. So you like understand why something works or not. Like even when it, when it doesn't work, then you figure out why mm. or what are the issues with it. Or it's, it's hard to be completely original and make it work. Some people can't absolutely do that. Maybe you know that you are that person if you're just very creative and you are, have a lot of media experience already or experience on other mediums, then, or media, I don't know. Um, I then, think it's mediums. <laughs> <laughs> then you might be able to do that. But if not, then understand what, what content is performing well and just try to do something similar or like copy a few things and to understand how that works. Not in a way that makes you feel bad, but yeah. in a way that where you feel like, oh, all these YouTubers do it this in this way. There must mm-hmm. be reason. That goes back to like researching and the research and development and taking it seriously. Because people YouTube for different reasons. A lot of people just put their videos up because they want their friends to see or something. Oh, yeah. Or it's just like this platform. Now there are other people who they're putting up this video very intentionally to get a certain number or to get past a certain number of views. Yeah. And then there are others. If you think about, I always say this with your work, um, and I know that now from different things that I'm doing, it may not be that you get the million views a day. It may not be that you get 10,000 people looking at your video ever, mm-hmm. but it could be that the 200 views that you got, there was one person that watched that, that ends up calling you because they want you to they want to hire you for something right. or they they happen to work at a certain media place and they want to put you on TV or something like that. You know, like the potential for who can see you worldwide. I mean, it's just like with anything. It's like with Twitter and Facebook and Google and YouTube. There's so many things that are wrong with all of those. Mm-hmm. And then there you think about like, what would I do without it, though? 
Yeah. What would I do without it? What would I have done these past few years yeah. without it? So it's just definitely like, can you ignore the the how bad it is? <laughs> yeah. Why Why you do that? Because I've never. I mean, going back to what you're saying about copying, I've never heard you say anything like that about anything. <laughs> like you're you're distinctive and you're original, but you you're also very logical mm. and pragmatic. So it must be that. You know, you have 2.5 million views on YouTube. This sort of thing has worked for you a little bit, at least at the beginning, right? Is that what you do at the beginning? You just sort of yeah. get stronger and stronger as a as a producer of content. Yeah, exactly. And you figure out what works, and then you can kind of understand what works, but also what your thing is, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. You have analytics in Google uh, in YouTube, so you can check out what performs well and why it performs well, where the people are coming yeah. from. So at the point where you're getting views, you can actually check out, oh, this has been working for me. So let's do more of that. That's exactly why some of my videos have, have a million views because I basically read what people were looking for mm. in these analytics and then uh, made more content that would fit that. Yeah. While also trying out other stuff. Always, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's definitely your voice. It's not like you're, you're copying someone word for word. I mean, this is your voice and it's it has your, your stamp on it. Yeah, copying more like, you know, there's a reason why some content is seen a lot. And that's, for example, because a lot of people search for it yeah. or because it gets recommended a lot. Yeah. And so figuring that out and figuring out, oh, in this niche that I want to be a voice in, and what are people actually already looking at? And you can't be like, oh, I like this, but I want to do this way better. Or I want to do something similar, but different. Yeah. So you said something once that was really interesting. You said it was harder. What did you say you're talking about getting to a thousand views or something? You said it was harder to get to a thousand views than to get to 10,000, something like that. What was that? Uh I think actually it was about money and how. It oh was. yeah, that's right. Because yeah. you were monetizing a website. Mm -hmm. Tell me, do you remember what you said? It was like it was harder to get, I think, to a hundred euros per month than to like a thousand. Yeah, it was harder to get to, to, or to than from a hundred to a thousand. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that kind of zero to a hundred, zero to a mm -hmm. million. The first. That's why I call this your first million yeah. because this is the hardest part. And if you do it right, everything else is kind of like an autopilot. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just the idea. It's also the same, by the way, with subscribers. Maybe I've said that too. Mm -hmm. Because it, even like the first hundred subscribers, they'll take, it'll seem like they, it, it, it takes forever. Yeah. And it's really frustrating when you have all these, you're creating all these videos and it seems like, oh, People are actually like leaving or like um, I still only have 49 subscribers after four months or something. And it, it seems like it's not worth it because how are you going to get like, I don't know, 100,000 subscribers, mm -hmm. which is not even a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly the case again. These first subscribers, they're the hardest to build because they have to believe in you when there is not a lot of content, when nobody has seen your videos, they have to find your videos. Yeah. What, why do you, how do you think you get over that hump? Like, how do you, is it because you are consistent and you have more and more content for people to find? It yeah. sounds like time has a lot to play with this. Time has a lot to play with this. And um, some videos that you will not 
think will perform that well, they will perform way better <laughs> than you would think. And that can also happen after you've already published it and it's it's been out there for a few weeks and then suddenly get gets picked up somewhere and it gets recommended in a lot of videos. And, you know, how does it break? How do you get yeah. those extra subscribers? It just, just consistency, right? You have to stay at it. It's consistency, but also you need a reason for this consistency. Like if you don't know why you're doing it, if you think... I might do this for a few videos and then not, then maybe it's not the right thing. But if you want to be out there with your voice, actually, and you have something to say and you want to say it, then that can drive this consistency. And then please don't give up after like three months or something, because you're going to be nowhere in three months. I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. Yeah. Just keep going. I mean, yeah, it's pessimistic advice. But like the good side is like, if you keep going, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen like a channel that had a lot of really good videos and they didn't get any views. Honestly, if you have good content and you have a lot of them, people will find them eventually. As I get to say, unfortunately, say goodbye to you now. Actually, I mean, to be honest right now, you're leaving on a train back back to your homeland yeah <laughs> you're going you're leaving on a train in like a few minutes i know but i think this is a perfect time for me to ask you or to tell you that i'm pregnant <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> you're not gonna care for this baby <laughs> okay it's been a delight talking to you we never get to have this kind of conversation actually we have really awesome conversations and i always try to record you and then i sometimes i do i sneak and record you oh yeah and then you never tell me, and so you have all these secret recordings on your phone. That's absolutely accurate. Okay, cool. I just listen to them because you're so wise, and you don't realize it, and it's Aww. awesome. Thank you. And um, it's it's been wonderful talking to you about this, and I hope that uh, the next time you have a million something. I think the, the funny thing is that out of all these things, yeah. the dollars is like your least, lowest concern. You know, I'm, I'm a, this fly hiring venture capitalists and you're yeah. just like yeah i'm good mm -hmm. like because you <laughs> starving artist type you know but yeah. it's part of the process right mm -hmm. yeah that's that's also awesome um thank you for being on my show and thank you for producing and editing the oh, show no as problem. well that's really cool too <laughs> how many times did i say really cool i don't know in this episode yeah oh i will count it later okay and i will count my mouth click noises because there were a lot well, don't put this on there, but I really I like your mouth. <laughs> that starts snooze to tell us to stop gazing into each other's eyes. Oh, but I went, oh, well, never. I just died in your arms tonight. Can you sw put, stop? Can I, you stop it now? I could, but then we wouldn't have our banter. <laughs> yeah, you want, you want it to stop now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'd love to talk to you and keep the conversation going. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Arlen was here. That's A-R-L-A-N was here. Stick around too, because I will let you know when my new book is going to be in pre-order. Now that's coming out in the, uh, 2020. It'll be out as a real book. Oh my goodness. And it'll be, you'll be able to pre-order it most likely this year so stay tuned i'll let you know all about that on twitter on instagram and on this podcast 
Thank you again to DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode. If you are interested in sponsoring an episode of Your First Million, get in touch with me. Um, right now, it's super easy to do so. You just email me at arlenhamilton at gmail. That's A-R-L-A-N-H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N at gmail.com and uh, put in the subject that you want to that you're thinking about sponsoring and I'll give you some more information um this is a really highly engaged audience really really uh, educated either through traditional means or through grit and tenacity or a little bit of both and uh yeah these are the people you want to be talking to you got you got aspiring founders you've got in the trenches founders you've got aspiring angel investors and active angel investors you've also got venture capitalists you've also got limited partners and then you have people who are listening in to learn all about what all of that means and so it's a really interesting group of people check it out thank you again digital ocean for sponsoring your first million is produced and edited by anna eichenauer and senior producer brian landers Additional audio mixing and mastering by Alfred Rook Hamilton. Additional production by Chacho Valadez. Executive producer, Arlen Hamilton.